did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> Welcome back to 88.3 After further review, I'm here with Frank Vashner and David the Man of God Harris, who is on the phone lines. The phones weren't working right, so we had to kind of get our stuff together. And now David's back here on the show. We're second week in a row, fellas. Second week in a row that we're back here in the studio. You can also listen, watch us on our live stream on After Further Review's uh, sports page. We do have the Lysol in the building, and we are wearing masks. Or you have your little... Uh, scarf or ski mask or bank robber mask or something like that don't you yeah this is one i ended up buying at dick sporting goods it was 20 bucks and plus i can use it to keep the sun off the back of my neck and off of my shiny dome so that stuff really works is it like a mask does it really protect you against the covid oh yeah it'll work i can pull it up like this and if you see it on the live feed or I can just wear it around my neck and also pull it over my head, keep the sun off me. Hmm. Serves me- serves many a purpose. Okay. So, Me- is it medically proven, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. According to Frank Basher. David, what's up, man? Not much. Just... Woo! A lot going on. Yeah. Are you in the car? Yeah, on my way to do that grind work. Yeah, as you know, David, David is a pastor out in New York. Now got his own congregation, so now people worship you, or they actually worship God. But you, you are leading the flock. He's leading them to yeah. the Lord. Yes, and his his own, right. own opinionated oh, sports takes. So, first thing we're gonna get into is Michigan football is now going to be moved. Not Michigan. Well, the state of Michigan is moving their high school football to spring. And we talked a little bit about this uh, last week, especially after the first conference to actually cancel their football season was the MAC conference, which the Little Rockets play in. And then it was just a domino effect where the Pac-12 and Big Ten decided to cancel. The ACC, um, the Big 12, and the SEC haven't made any announcements yet of, of, of canceling their football seasons and, or postponing them. I doubt they will. They'll probably still have football. Um Coach Brom from Purdue is actually came up with a proposal with spring football, but then you've had Urban Meyer say you can't do two football seasons in a calendar season. So there's a lot of uh, differing opinions on this. But Frank, we're going to get your opinion on moving football to spring now with M- Michigan MHSAA. Are they moving the spring sports to fall like baseball because this can get kind of tricky for the smaller schools who are using athletes to play multiple sports. Well, let me preface this by saying that only football is getting moved to the spring and nothing else is getting switched around now. That's a problem. Here, here's where and – I'll, and I'll say what I do have an issue with and it's not the fact that they're moving this to spring. I know a lot of people do because of the logistical headaches and all that stuff. I said that this was 
I said that we weren't going to have football this fall. I said it on Friday Night Victors. I said it here last week. That's not what I take issue with. Here's what I do take issue with. It's that Mark Ewell and the rest of the MHSAA decided we're going to make this announcement at 4 o'clock p.m. on a Friday at the end of the week of practice already starting. So, there is such thing as, that's called poor timing. And that's what I'm really disgusted at. Because you had the audacity to wait it out and say, oh, we're not going to play when you could have easily just said this before you get going with practice, before you had coaches trying to change their day job schedules around, before you had players who were waking up early in the morning to go to practice and put in all that work for nothing. Uh, OSHA did it. <laughs> when they said they shortened the football season, they did it at 4.45 through an yeah, email. <laughs> I, do rem- I do remember us hitting on that a little bit, and it seemed like that MHSAA saw that and said, hold my beer and watch this. Well, I mean, at least here's the thing. At least they made a decision. The, this, I get that, Because a lot of I, – I actually was on a coach's call during the week. Now, these were basketball coaches, but they were saying that, well, I don't think they're going to have football. And I said, well, they're going through all these practices. They're like, yeah, we got a, a, just a feeling that it's not going to happen. It's going to probably get postponed to the spring. But the fact of the matter is at least they're making a decision. They're not wavering. At least they didn't wait another week or another two weeks when the season's about to start up. You have a definite answer now you're going to play in the spring. Now, the problem is, is this, is that what about the guys that play spring sports? Guys that might play lacrosse, guys that might play baseball, track and field guys, schools that are smaller on the smaller scale. They need all the guys that they can get. Uh, it doesn't seem like to me Michigan or MHSAA, MHSAA didn't clearly think this out because they got to switch something. You can't just say, well, we're going to do football in the spring because – well, right now you can do baseball. We haven't baseball tournament. Well, Michigan hasn't done anything because you know you're governor, but most states have been doing baseball and softball because it's really considered a non-contact sport. Well, the the talk I'm hearing is that they'll move. They're gonna move basketball season much further up into November. Like I'm really not sure how that's gonna work. Then from like fair. Late February into March until April, May, you have football and then start baseball in May. That's what Illinois is doing. And I said that I commended the state of Illinois for doing that because they had a clear-cut plan. They thought it out, out, and they're ready to go. Apparently, Michigan has decided, hey, we see what Illinois is doing. Boom, we're just going to make a decision and not think about it. And that's where, And that's another thing I take an issue with is they're like, Oh, we see them doing this, but we don't bother to research it because, again, we're too busy holding out and hoping things are getting better. And And I mentioned this last week. I had a coach text me and say... They're just holding it. They're just going to kick the can down the road and hope things are better. And I said hope was not a strategy. Well, you know what? You kick the can down the road and then you realize oh, crap, we got to do something, and then you rush to make a decision. Why do they just have a fall season and just do a shortened schedule? 
I wonder the same thing too. But again, look who – I mean, look, and I understand. I have tried like hell for a long time to defend Mark Yule and the bigwigs at the MHSAA because I'm also an official and I try not to get on their case about stuff. And there were people saying that I was throwing them under the bus with my article I wrote, which I didn't do last week. Well, since you decided that you were kicking the can down the road and letting your personal feelings get in the way because in a video Mark puts out, he says that he has a son who's a senior football player. And to me, it seems like he let his personal feelings get in the way of what needs to be done in order to do what he has to do as the executive director. And that's something I really take issue with. I, Mark, look, I understand you're a dad. I understand you love football and you wanted it. I did too. But you can't let your personal stuff get in the way of your business. And they, I understand the MHSAA is a not-for-profit organization. Well, you know what? So is the ACAA, too. Well, that doesn't mean you can't run it like a business and keep the logistics smooth and clean and everything like that. Yeah, you, you, you threw them under the bus. You did. You, you hit the horn, and then you ran over them. Well, you know what? There's a lot of people doing it, and, and I've said before, as much as I have defended Mark and the – Higher ups, not today. I'm not do. I'm not doing that. You got and everyone who is throwing them under the bus. I'll just come out and say it. It's warranted. You got. You reaped what you sowed, Mark. You let your personal feelings get in the way. Hey, and now you end up with this mess on your hands. You could have easily decided. You know what? This ain't gonna work out. We're gonna postpone it Hit until February. Decide that weeks ago. Illinois did that, and they thought it out, too. But no, we got to say, oh, we're going to hope and hope and hope and hope and kick the can. We're going to keep kicking the can down the road and then just hope things are better. Things haven't gotten any better. Sounds like Jordan says that he thinks that they wanted the the, the governor to cancel it. Well, I've uh, I've had others tell me this, too, and... They basically made it seem like, hey, we we made a decision before Governor Whitmer came out and announced something, and so we're not going to be pointing the finger at her. <sighs> Give me a break. I know you were talking with the governor on this, and I mean, forever, I mean, I don't know what Governor Whitmer and Mark Ewell said in conversation, because I wasn't there. But all it is, it seems like you're just putting all the whole PC, BSEs out there for we tried everything. No, you didn't. But you can't. What did we talk about last week? You can't win in this situation. There's no winners in this. Because think about it. I I don't dispute that at all. Nobody wins in this. If you play, then people are going to accuse you of not looking out for the kid's safety. If you don't play, then it's like, oh, this is hypocrisy. You're not looking out for the kids' best interest. They need to play. They're going to have depression if they don't play some football or if they don't do fall sports. They're going to be stuck in the house, and the suicide rate's going to go up and blah, 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 blah. So the fact of the matter is at least they made a decision. At least they didn't kind of keep you hanging. I understand they were kicking the can down the road, but the NCAA was doing that as well because they 
thought it wasn't going to happen to football. It's kind of interesting how quickly when this coronavirus came, they canceled March Madness. They canceled the, the basketball tournaments. Uh, they canceled an entire spring season. There was no kicking the can down the road for those guys. But then when it came to football, and remember, we've had months, months of planning. There should have been two or three plans already probably put in place by June. They didn't do that. And exactly. They just, and they decided they thought, well, it's not going to affect football. Something will clear up. When there's no vaccine for this, obviously, this problem's not going to go away. I mean, I, I think now there's some better understanding to it. I think maybe there was a glimmer of hope because of travel baseball and travel basketball being performed. And they thought, well, maybe we can try football. But the higher ups, especially in Michigan and in the state of Ohio, should have been kind of rolling out a plan around mid-June to July and saying, "Okay, we have these scenarios. This is what we need to do. They didn't. It came down to this. But I will applaud them for at least making a decision. Now, the only thing I I don't like is that there should have been a switch somewhere. If you're going to do the switch, then switch the sports. And And let me get and let me get to that, too, because. A lot of the football players that I know are multi-sport athletes. Some will play baseball in the spring. Others will play lacrosse too. Who? And now what? And they're like, "Well, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna uh, ki- are we gonna kick the? Are we gonna just uh, say, oh, you can only play one? Or are they gonna? Because a lot of schools have a rule in place where you can't play more than one sport in one season, and others say, well, yeah, we aren't going to put that rule in the place because we have small numbers. So are we going to see that happen? That starts to lead to scheduling conflicts. I yeah. Think. That starts to be more of a stress on the athlete. But once again, though, and Jordan says that, you know, Ohio's kind of leading the way in what they're doing. Oh, well, he, he's, he's right about that. Well, I mean, I, right now, I mean, it could, it could fall through. It, we're still living day to day. It's nothing set in concrete. I mean, there's schools right now making schedules because we're right now we know that we could possibly play football but governor DeWine could come in and say you know I looked at the numbers and reviewed them and guess what we're going to move to spring so you, 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 we don't know that yet we do know though that with the, with this whole thing is well, and, I have, and I've learned this hold on that yes. this this comes up to be a life lesson <laughs> it, never let any educators run a business it is it's going to be a complete disaster i, I i've learned yeah, this as I being a re- coach <laughs> observing yeah Edu- i see why the ncaa and some of these organizations are poorly ran because educators they're good at educating kids they have good intentions but when it comes to kind of running things like a business and, and communication stuff wise bad news too many self-interests very for, for some people that are educators some educators are very closed-minded they don't like to look at other people's perspective they only look at my perspective this is what's happening in my community and that's it and if it doesn't fit my narrative then i'm going to say no to this and then they try to persuade other people to do the same thing and now you got people just virtually fighting with each other it's kind of funny I mean, I can't. I can't really disagree with you on that. I mean, if you're gonna have things run like a business, you got to have people with business experience doing it. But I have a question. Well, really, common sense. Yeah, common sense. But we do have a question from uh, Southgate Anderson baseball coach Ryan Grabitz, good friend of mine. He wants to know if we can address the spring, 
Hey, and if you first see t- any Title IX issues, he, Ryan wants to know why would softball want to move? With so many travel teams, will should kids have to pick? I mean, because obviously you've coached in uh, travel, travel ba- AAU basketball. I've umpired travel baseball. Well, here's the thing. I think baseball and softball should move. And actually, it's better for baseball and softball to play in the fall because think about it. In the spring, you have rain. Let's face it, not Michigan, especially, I don't know about northern, northern Michigan up there. but yeah, You much, have a four-letter word that starts with an S. That's right. And it's not S-H. It's <laughs> yeah, S-N. it's snow. Right. And it, here, too. But think about it. There's some years where, and I mean, they kind of, in, in, in Ohio, they pushed baseball back a little bit so they could have better, better weather. Right now, I'm sure you, if you have a baseball schedule or softball schedule, you could get every single game in. That's not the case during the spring, depending on what the weather is around here. I mean, there's time, sometimes we have a great spring and the weather hits just right. And the days you have stuff scheduled, because I ran track in high school. There's sometimes, there was one year, my junior year, we did every track meet. We had track meet scheduled on Tuesday and Saturday, and pretty much it was nice sunny day. It was a decent day, and remember, in track you're wearing next to nothing because you know you want you want less wind resistance. It was great. My sophomore year, straight trash. It rained every time. A lot of our track meets <laughs> got rained out, and that happens with baseball. There's going to be some years where you get a, a lot of your baseball games in, but it gets rained out. But right now, you're not going to get too many rainouts in August and September. And, and the weather's still beautiful. The, the weather here in this area is southeast Detroit and northwest Ohio. Let's, let's be honest. It, it's still really great weather until about the end of October when it starts, the, the, the weather starts to fluctuate. And then it's also you have like an Indian summer as well in November. So I think personally, if, like, if you're going to move football to the spring, you can definitely move softball and baseball to August. You can play three times a week. So you're getting your schedule in. I mean, now it's almost too late now because now ADs have to put their schedule together. And that, you know, that'd be crazy. But you could have all those games put in and probably end around mid-October, late October. They're still playing baseball and Major League Baseball in October. Now, I'm not saying they should be playing high school baseball in November, but by the time you you could have a solid two and a half month season if you start at the end of August and go all the way to about mid October, month and a half, and then do the the playoffs. Yeah, but I mean, all but one, I think one thing that Ryan wanted to get at is what, what issues would this cause with Title Nine? What do you mean? Well, let's say you move, let's say you end up moving softball the fall, but you don't move volleyball and. Stuff of that, stuff like that. I mean, I, I think that's what he was getting at. Is are you going to create more Title IX lawsuits as a result? I don't know about necessarily Title IX. I think you have more complaints. <laughs> You're going to have a lot of complaints about people like, hey, what if this girl plays volleyball and softball? Yeah, I, I think it's a case by case thing. I really, where the proponent was. You, you all fall sports get switched with all spring sports so it's unilateral i mean obviously track in the fall you do cross country in the spring cross country runners they'll run in anything obviously uh and it even helped track season i think yeah i mean, I mean it's, it's better weather from august to, to october than from late february to april i mean it's, it is it's just better weather in this region that yeah. we're not the floridas of the world where you can play anything all the time Travis Pan asks, 
three out of the top eight baseball players in the state of Michigan are also quarterbacks. Exactly. And he says one kid will likely be a first round pick. Do they play football? They probably won't. They'll just Man. be like, eh. if if their future's in Major League Baseball, yeah, they're 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 not gonna do that. That's why I said I don't understand. I like I like the move that they made, but they should have thought about this and said, you know what? If we we can't just move one sport and then because it interferes with all the others, so you you gotta switch the seasons fall for spring. I mean, that's just how it has to be. Yeah, or or. Or it could be something different for boy sports. You could still maybe do softball in the spring and still have volleyball in the fall because volleyball is considered a non-contact sport. Yeah, it, this is this is more or less affect more boy sports than girl sports. Yeah, and I mean, other thing that people are really fed up about is you move football but not soccer. And I know we're probably going to get somebody that says, oh, nobody cares about soccer. No, there's a lot of people uh, well, that care about Yes, we have one on the phone line, David the Man of God Harris. Right. I mean, in, in soccer, I mean, you're pretty much in uh, clo- in close quarters as well, and there's chances for contact as well, and you're not wearing any pads or nothing. And also... Oh, yes. I, yeah. and that's why I said it, it has to be almost... Everything has to be switched. I mean, if you move one sport, you got to move the other because some of those sports just go hand in hand as kids are playing multiple sports. Yeah. And also, what about guys who have scholarship money on the line who also, like Gavin on Zach Horky, who are going, I mentioned they're going to BG to play baseball, full ride. Do they, they're also, and they're also football players as well. I mean, I, I, I'd have to ask them this if they were going to play, but you know, if let's say you were in their shoes, would you still play football? Well, if the if the football well, let's if the football if like it is now, if football is in like going from like February to May, and then baseball season follows May to July. Do you still play, knowing that you have a full ride Division One scholarship on the line? Why would baseball go from May to July though? Well, it would just so you wouldn't have them at the same time. Oh, so so basically, what, what MHSAA is trying to do is we're gonna have football, then baseball go right after football. Is that what they're trying to do here? Yeah, that, that's what it, that's what the indication is. I mean, I know that's why I said what Illinois is doing. And yeah, I mean, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, it depends on the passion. If they have a passion to play football, let them play football. If it's like you know, kiddo. You might want to sit this one out, go do baseball. And I mean, and I've had, and I've had a couple guys that debated about how this is going to affect summer baseball. Thinks that, oh, and I mean, this is like another, this is another topic for another time. The whole thing about is summer travel baseball better than high school because you get showcases that are. But you say that about any sport. I mean, they, yeah. they do that about well here in the state of Ohio. They do that about hockey for years. If if you played high school hockey, it was almost like a club sport to people. It was you needed to play in these junior leagues if you were serious about going to the next level as far as hockey. But you can say the same thing about basketball. All the showcase events are not really through high school season and and let's be honest if you talk to a lot of coaches some people feel that the high school coach is kind of getting phased out of the recruiting process altogether where college coaches are more or less talking to the players trainer and AAU coach more than the high school coach which I don't understand that because let's face it high school basketball more correlates with college basketball I mean people scout you yeah you're gonna have to go through that whereas AAU and these showcases you're just showing up 
and you're just hooping. You know, there's no one doing a, a full scout. I like to see players where let's see how you handle. Can you still get buckets after a team has, you know, practiced their defense or prepared for you for over a week or so or three or four days? AAU, you can show up and just start filleting people and getting buckets. I mean, that that's just how it is. Not showing your natural talent. But let's face it, when you get to the next level as far as college, there's all going to be a whole bunch of film on you. And, and if you're one of the better teams and you're going battling for a conference title, you're probably going to face that team two or three times. Yeah. And Travis brings this up again a couple – yeah, he says that – well, he coaches travel baseball in the summer. He says played 40 games in the summer – and he said, why were they so quick to cancel baseball last spring when we got so much of it in the summer, but you push football back instead of canceling? He says baseball's on the back burner. Well, Travis, I think that back in the spring when they canceled high school baseball, this this whole COVID was a lot more of an unknown than it is now. That's just what I think. And then he also makes mention about having kids playing travel ball instead of high school because you play for more talented teams with more exposure. I mean – yeah, I do get the exposure part because hard, but it all depends on who you're playing for and the people running it. Because I've been because and uh, I had Kyle Cornell, who's a baseball coach at Dexter High School. He says that there's a lot of travel ball where it's tr- it's trash baseball. But I, <laughs> and I and I told and I said I said well it look is. I've seen I've uh, seen it, both it's, sides. It's of Stevens it. disposal or BFI. I, it's in it because it happens in basketball. It is there are. It, I tell people this. Everybody's like, well, I want to go to an exposure event. Well, if if you're not a top athlete or talent it'll be an exposure event for you all right it'll expose how terrible you are so a lot of people got to be careful about well, i need to go to these exposure events and i need to do this because at the end of the day if you're not on that level as, as far as going to the next level you're going to get exposed and you're going to get your feelings hurt that's what's going to happen is your feelings and your bad talent's going to get exposed yeah and i mean i've seen i mean i've like i said i've umpired i've seen some absolutely bad travel baseball where they get stanky leg rick rolled but that's kind of it's a lot more at the youth level and then i've seen like pbr travel ball pirates prime elite who i know many i know quite a few players who play for them that's and they play against and they go all over america and they play against some legit competition but then again they've got legit players on their team and then also me announcing american legion ball hall i mean that's uh, that usually uh, you have co- you may have college coaches who are kind of helping run the show. I mean, last season with post three two five, I had come on Frank. That's basically what we got going. Is <laughs> that that is fart music baseball? So that, they need to eliminate that. But that's another topic for another. Yeah, day. but I was I was saying yeah, go go ahead. Hang our, our Legion ball team had. Uh, Matt Jones, who was coached at Jackson College, and uh, Tony Puente, who is now currently a coach at Mott Community College. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys who have been around the college game. I mean, American Legion ball, we were trying to give them more what it's like to play for a college team and tell them, like, hey, hey, in between innings, if you're a pitch only, you run foul poles. He's kind of just helping you get, helping you gain that experience so you're not so much shell-shocked when you really get there. Mm-hmm. There, I mean, it's not so much go out there, have fun, and it's all ha ha, happy horse bleep. Right, and 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 in the exposure events, let's face it, it's 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 a money grab, and it's gotten to the point now. I understand people want kids to play, but you know, when I was in high school, which is over twenty years ago, you had to kind of be the elite of the elite 
to play travel basketball or travel baseball. And now you're just getting any kid and any team out there. It's getting watered down to the point where you are getting a lot of stanky leg alert games. Like, for instance, I have a buddy. And I feel bad. I'm not going to tell his team team's name. But they're in a tournament this weekend. And I went in on my app to look up who they played. And uh, <laughs> I hate to say this. They lost 44-4. to this is Ouch. a 16 U basketball team. Now he, he he's missing some people, and then they played earlier today, and I think today they lost 52 to six. I mean, you know that, oh, <laughs> you know that 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 that's some bad basketball. And that's why I mentioned, you know, not all the time you need to be getting a whole bunch of teams and stuff. So the exposure events, I think some kids will see it as, you know, I'm already talented. People are going to come if you're talented. People are going to come and find you. So I, I don't know if everyone's just going to start flocking to the exposure events. But I do see where Travis is coming from. Yeah. So who who knows how this is going to work out? All I will say is we've seen football get moved, and I don't think this is the last of it because I think you're going to see volleyball and soccer get moved. And who know? I don't even want to think about winter sports yet with basketball. Well, this this, this is a thing too. There's no guarantee, and, and and they've been talking about this. Even though uh, the Big Ten, even in college, might move it to spring, there's no guarantee that this that we could be in the same predicament we are right now with the the, the coronavirus, and still there could be no sports. It, it could just be. I think it's more or less you're giving out hope. Instead of just saying, you know what, we're shutting it down and it's canceled like they did the March Madness, which is which, you know, I thought was kind of disappointing for the NCAA. It was I thought it's very strange that when this coronavirus came along, they were real quick to cancel a lot of stuff with spring and sports and basketball toward the end of the season. But here with football and I get it. It's a money revenue generator, even at the high school level. It helps the smaller programs survive. It actually helps some athletic departments at least stay low in the red or maybe even scratch the black. I mean, a lot of programs don't make a lot of money, but that's what it's for, and I totally get that. But I don't see anything really changing in the next six months unless there's some magical vaccine. Um, I mean, but then again, though, I, I hold out hope because the Korean baseball organization, the KBO, I've been watching it a little bit. Uh, Addison Russell, a former Cub, is on one of the teams. They, I saw in the beginning where they had no fans and they were playing. Now to the point where now they got a few fans spread out. I, I think it can be possible. I do think that there could be a turning around of the corner, but... I don't know. I mean, it just all depends. I also think some Americans are very selfish and just want to do whatever they want to do, not wearing a mask, not social distancing, gathering in large crowds, basically poking the bear and showing videos of them at some big old pool party or at some wherever. And then next thing you know, you got a spike in the numbers and now we got to go back into timeout, which kind of sucks. Yeah. I mean, really all we can, all we can say at this point is if, we want if we want basketball, keep just keep wearing a mask. Keep your social distancing. <laughs> Kaiser put dollar sign. Yeah, for, that's um former athletic director in Milan High School, Dave Kaiser. Oh, really? Out in Milan? Uh, former. He's uh, I think he's mo- I'm thinking he might have moved down to Texas. No, because out Dave, there's nothing out in Milan. Nothing. I've been <laughs> out there. That big old school and nothing. I, I saw it Stan Joplin's retired jersey out there. Yeah. But, I don't know how anybody 
anybody could live out in Milan because it's, it's basically nothing out there. Even the corn that's planted out there doesn't even want to be out there. So come Except, on. Uh, well, there is the original Gravity Brewing Company. Oh, okay. But, you know, I, I went through the t- – you can blink and pretty much miss the town. <laughs> I wouldn't say like that. If That's more like if you're driving through um, – Sand Creek. You can blink and miss that. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. That's I mean, that's a town that's in the middle of a cornfield. Right. Like, there's more deer and possum than there is humans out there. Okay, I, yeah, I, I get it. But uh, why does he say it's all about the money, the dollar? See, I, I'm not sure why, because the MHSAA is a not-for-profit organization. Uh, but well, al- but also probably for tax purposes. But also... They may they do get revenue from their championship events and well that's they, they don't do have the playoffs too that's the same thing with um, OSHA they get they get a lot of their money from the gate for the the, the yeah and the if playoffs. you don't have if you don't have that you don't have the money coming in yeah you got to have some you you got to make I mean let's face it everyone has to understand you got to make some type of money people aren't doing stuff for free and and even if you are doing it for free in the, the kindness of your heart which is great if you want things that you know improve you you got to pay the piper you 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 know you got to pay some kind of fee to somebody somebody's always going to have their hand out trying to get the hand in your pocket so you you can't always do things strictly for free a couple more comments i mean i jason richard says look i know sand creek's your alma mater i was just saying that i've been out there and it is practically in the middle of the court didn't say that it was a bad place i actually like i actually like going there umpire baseball and ref football because it's a nice little place and Dave has also mentioned about uh, – Oh, okay. That's right, Perkins. He, uh, there's some great athletes that have come yeah, out of Milan. CJ Turnage, Latin Davis. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's still nothing out They're there. They're playing though. overseas. He's, uh, says a lot of – it wasn't just – it's not just Stan Joplin you up there. Well, I, I mean, I went to the school and Stan's jersey's up there. Yeah. I mean, it's right in the middle. It says Joplin, 43. And I'm like, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. Stan the man. But, yeah, there's athletes that come out of there. I just – for me, I, I just looked around and I'm like, all there is is a school building and that's it and blue skies. And it was just like, okay. And I went to the ga- the Sunoco gas station and that's it. It was just, okay. So yeah, they do, they do have a couple, they have a couple more gifts than just a Sunoco. And I think there's also a Kroger. Oh, they got a Kroger. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I mean, but like I said, every place de- develops athletes. I mean, Toledo's got athletes. You know, you can get like I said, if you're good, they'll find you. So that's why I said the whole exposure events and all that. You can kind of throw that out the window. Yeah. <sighs> man. Oh man. Oh, so Jason Richards, he's a Sand Creek alum, huh? Yes, yeah. And uh, Dave's, uh, David, uh, Dave Kaiser lives down in Tyler, Texas. Tyler, okay. He nice moved, area. Uh, that's right. Remember, uh, Frank used to use that all the time. David, you haven't chimed in. Chime in a little bit before we get off this subject. Just real quick, just thinking, like, everyone says whether, you know, follow the money, it's not follow the money, even for profit. I mean, that's why, probably for what, like you said earlier, Derek, that's why it's the Power Five conferences have kind of like strung this out for so long because they're following the money. That's why they were kind of waiting till Beta's last breath to be like, oh, oh, we're going to play, we're going to play, and then next thing you know, we're looking at the NCAA, and now we've got the certain Power Five conferences starting up, others like, oh, no, we're not going to start up. Uh, and then we're going to kind of push this down, kick it to the curb. And so I think it's kind of a combination of being in consultation with the state uh, directives, but then also 
follow the money. If you know that certain conferences and certain things are money generators, not just for your individual conference, but for an entire athletic department, yeah, they're going to hold out for bated breath until the last possible second. Then they're going to make the decision. So I, I understand why they waited so long. But, yeah, at the end of the day, they, they know what's money even in high schools. High schools know that East football, that's why football championships in you know, Michigan, it's at Ford Field. In Ohio, it's, I think it's in Cleveland. No, it's actually it's at, or, it's at the Shoe. No, no, they moved it again. Oh, they, mo- oh, they, they moved they, them all to Canton? Yeah, it was at the Shoe, and then they, they moved it again because basically at the Shoe, the, it's just too big. It's It, it doesn't even feel have an atmosphere out there. But um, I, I do believe they're moving it back to Canton. I do believe, yes. I, I could, Well, I can look it up, and they, hopefully they don't postpone it. Just like... Um, they don't play at the Schottenstein Center anymore. Uh, the girls will be in Dayton this year. I think the boys will be St. John Arena next year. And then after that, it might get moved for boys too. So it's just just scheduling conflicts and not to mention, it's just a better atmosphere when it's in Canton too. Just That's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I, I just mean, don't understand what's wrong for profit. I don't, I don't, why do people make it seem like it's such a bad thing? The whole educational system don't they just think it's just sports? The whole educational system's made up on money. You're right. So I, I don't understand what's wrong with that. Okay, you have to, money makes the world go round. Yep. But I, I think for me, it's kind of like we everyone knows this. I think kind of when they try to hide it and kind of hide behind, oh, we're doing this decision in the interest of you know X, Y, or Z. I think when they lie about it, they try to cover it up that it's not about kind of how this is how the world goes around. I think that's when people are. Not upset, but kind of like, come on, just just call a state a state. You know it's for financial reasons. Don't try to kind of cover it under the guise or distract us by like, oh, this is be care about the kids. When if you really cared about the kids, then there wouldn't even be a discussion about any of this anyway. Well, here, here's what uh, Dave Kaiser brings up. He says, cancel football in MHSA only really costs the MHSA. Most high schools have budgets for their athletic switch won't be just won't be used. The MHSA is really the only one who takes a significant financial hit on this. Yeah, because the playoffs not really. Yeah. Well, but then, well, not really because then they're going to have football in the spring possibly. Now, they could have postponed it so they could come up with a better plan. But as I said at the end of the day, this is always going to be about profits. But then again, though, I will say this, especially at the college front. Remember, with them postponing what they're doing, you know, they're losing out on TV revenue as well. So, I mean, it's it's always going to be a lose-lose situation when when making decisions like this. But we're in unprecedented times. I mean, heck, I went to the mall the other day. I just kind of sort of realized how bad Corona has actually affected our economy. Franklin Park Mall reminded me of Southwick and if you're old enough to remember the wick and the in the end of the wick yeah it was a, it. it was a dumpster fire it was a, well i wouldn't say a, you you can't start a fire if there's nobody in the building i mean it was come on let's face it it was just a dumpster i wouldn't even say it was a dumpster it was just a a bunch of walls and some plaster i mean now that they're building amazon over there but there was nothing in that mall and i grew up on that mall when i grew up when I was younger that was probably one of the best malls in the city it had all the stores in there it had McDonald's it had everything and at at the last dying days it was 
I think there's only Dillard's in there. I mean, it, it, it was a shell of itself to the point where I'm starting to see that with Franklin Park Mall, where stores that you had seen in there for years, and this was right when they did the rebuild, you know, of Franklin Park Mall back in the mid-90s. Franklin Park back in the day was just a little strip mall. It was actually a former airport, by the way. Wow. But anyway, you know, I went in there and this store is gone. This store is gone. This is all boarded up. Certain stores are closing for certain hours because they're not getting a lot of business. So right now we're in unprecedented times. And I, and I think people have to kind of be somewhat mindful of that and, and think that, OK, we need to change stuff up. I know it's going away from the traditional idea of how we've done things for years. But we're kind of, once again, in the new normal with this coronavirus. I mean, who would have imagined that we would have been away from the studio for over five months? Yeah. Yeah, and also further confirmation is what I said about football and baseball. This is something that Greg Saylor, who is a coach at Blissfield, says football and baseball will take place at different times of the year, which I believe is the right move. Okay, so will baseball go later? Yeah, I mean, like like I said – it would probably start in May and then end in July. I think that see that might work a little bit better. I think baseball kind of wins if you move it now or you move it to May to July because it's better weather. I, like I said, I just up here in this area, starting baseball in early March, it just doesn't work. It, it just it's just miserable. Straight and the weather is hor. I mean, sometimes our winters. Think about it in this area. Sometimes winter lasts until mid mid April. I mean, spring really technically starts in March, but we've had some years where, and I've even seen it where it's snowing in May. Yeah, I mean that ha- that happens once Early a great May. while while right. down here. It happened. It seemingly ha- it'll happen a lot more in the Upper Peninsula. In fact, I saw mm-hmm. pictures on Facebook. They're saying football is going to get moved to spring. There was gentleman who lives up in Ishpeming and he showed Ishpeming? That, yes never heard of it it's in the upper peninsula oh, i've been no. there it's another nice area okay no, okay right so you got to go over the Mackinac to get to it yeah or drive through wisconsin okay yeah but i mean it's a but they had feet the thing is up there they get feet of snow like in february march and you basically gotta take this. You gotta. You'd have to spend a lot of work to clear the field off. Now, I know that uh, this ha- this happened last year in November because we got a freak blizzard. And uh, Dave Kaiser, thank you for uh, her uh, joining us today. Hey, we'll, you're definitely welcome to join in the future. I'll make sure to hit you up. So that's former Milan athletic director Dave Kaiser who was kind enough to join us on Facebook today. Yeah, coming over from uh, Tyler, Texas yep. and, and reminding us that there are athletes in Milan which it just is just there's oh, yeah. athletes in Milan there's just very few people. Yeah. But as I was saying, uh that we ended up getting a freak blizzard and and at good old, at the friendly confines of Navarre Field where Monroe St. Mary's Catholic Central plays, they were hosting Montrose that weekend, and there was a lot of snow on the field, and they were, and there was a big concern that they weren't going to be able to get the field cleared off in time, and they had to move it. Well, as soon as it stopped snowing, Chad Myers, the athletic director, her he immediately said, "I'm going to go out there with my shovel." Everybody come out there, bring your shovels, bring your snowblowers, bring your wheelbarrows, bring your bobcats, bring your tractors. Let's clear this field off. And a lot of people showed up to clean the field off, and they got it. And 
and they got it ready to go in time for Saturday. I mean, granted, it was you could see a lot of crud piled up off the side and stuff, and it wasn't the it wasn't like absolutely immaculate. But you know what? It was a lot better than if they would have just left it sit there and everything go all the mush. So I mean, yeah. So I know people have brought that to my attention about, well, what are we going to do if the field's covered so well? Organize a shovel brigade or a snowblower brigade or get your tractors out and your snow plows and all that stuff because if because that just I think that just shows the human spirit in people say, you know what? Snowfall be damned. We're clearing this field. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so final thoughts, David? Yeah, I'll just be curious to see, particularly for some of these states where there is an increase in kind of cases or we're seeing, sorry, Anaflux, how the high schools in that area, we are seeing in some areas schools that have opened up or shutting back down. I don't know how that will affect their, not just their kind of bottom line in terms of the high school sports, but just kind of. You also have to think about if this thing is supposed to ramp back up in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. We don't know whether be a case. We don't know. Well, we, yeah. we, we don't know that. We. It, I mean, I'm yeah. hearing stuff that if you get the flu shot, it might keep the corona away. We don't know. I mean, and I, I just wish people would just say, look, we just don't know. Let this play out. But we always got to have these people that are trying to be always experts about stuff. Yeah, yeah but my, my thing was going to be kind of if this, like, we since we don't know, like, what's going to happen. Uh, there could be entire uncertainty where we're kind of doing this all over again in the spring. So it's just kind of going to be interesting just to wait and see. That is true. It, we, it, I could see that happening. It could happen to the point where this stuff does happen in the spring. Yeah. So, I mean, really all we can do is just wait and see. Yeah, that is true. Just wait and see. You're right. Just wait and see. So... Any other thought, David? Frank, I'll let you uh, end this because it's usually your subject, and you have all your fans and stuff that are that are from Michigan, and you always talk about Misha. So, Frank, your final thoughts on this subject? Well, look, it, let me just be clear that it's not the act, the decision itself that I'm fed up with. It's the whole timing of it. I mean, you could could have easily done this beforehand. And before practice started, before everyone had to change their schedules around, because the people the people I feel most for aren't just players. It's also coaches. It's also my fellow officials, and also assigners. Because now, my my officiating brethren, myself included, we don't know what our spring is going to look like now. Because I've already got baseball games that I'm set to do, who next season. I don't know what's going to happen with them. And plus, my my signers, whether it be Mark Maxson, Bill Gamalik, Hick for football, or even Bill or Dan Jeffrey for baseball, well, what are they? They're going to have to go through and change things around because they're going to have guys that do both sports, and they're going to have to adjust everything, and they're probably going to end up scrambling to find guys as well. So, oh, best of luck to them. Yeah. So I mean that it's a those are the ones who are really feeling it. And look, I don't know and look, truthfully I don't know how this is going to affect high school baseball or even summer baseball as well. But it's just it's just really aggravating 
that they're that the MHSA decided to play kick the can down the road. And you know what? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They have reaped what they have sown. Well, they kicked the can, but at least there is a decision made. At least they made one before September. At least they made one before a, a scheduled it's, first game. Truthfully, I think it's more of a reactive, not a proactive. Well, at least something happened. You know, I'm, at least we're not up in limbo. I, mean, like I, I, said, will, I know a lot of coaches were getting frustrated about that. I so. will I'll acknowledge that. But yeah, I mean, have it. If they just would have done it beforehand, and instead. Before the season starts, before practice and everything, you probably would still have people mad, but I think you would say, you know what, it's I hate it, but at least you're doing it in a timely manner yeah. instead of just letting personal feelings dictate the way you run a business. Well, that'll happen anytime. A lot of times it does. Personal feelings do cloud uh, great business decisions. But that's what's popping, though. Coming up next, we got David, the man of God, Harris, talking about winners and losers in the in. Excuse me, the NBA bubble. Uh, this will be interesting. Um, I'm wondering if one of his winners has a breast and a thigh in his hand. Just, just curious. <laughs> or maybe the, yeah, who knows? Because he was popping with Jack Harlow, by the way. <laughs> or what about? Or if uh, one of his losers happens to be a team that actually did really well, despite the fact that they're ran by one of the worst owners in sports. <laughs> that could be too. That'll you can listen to us if you missed this segment or you missed the show. You can always listen to us on our social media platforms, which are SoundCloud. Which, by the way, let me check the SoundCloud. We got a lot of listens, fellas, or on iTunes. I know. Does it still pop up on your iTunes? Yeah, I was actually listening to uh, one segment from last week when I was coming in today. Mm-hmm. And let's see what we got on the SoundCloud beat. Oh, in the last 40, 24 hours, we've had 36 plays. In the last seven days, 338. Uh, one thing that was really popping was the life and times of me and you, that segment. It got 115 plays, <laughs> which is crazy. Huh, I wonder who played that. Uh, was it you? Was well, not not I said the Frank. <laughs> okay, you know the NHL power play got two, three about the bubble. COVID got five. Um, the old man fight got thirteen. David, you've been pumping up your numbers. <laughs> I, or he must have some boxing fans in his congregation, right? No, I mean people are curious. People want to know about this fight. I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm not judging them if they want to know about it. <laughs> the, the rule changes from uh, Michigan got 43 responses. So yeah, expanding high school football playoff got 15, and Frank's new job got 16. So Frank, you're a very popular guy. <laughs> and we also share it on our Twitter, which is AFR Sports Show. Coming up next, because we pop in here in the studio, uh, winners and losers of the NBA bubble here on 88.3 WCTs. After further review, we'll be back after this.